Oh my god, it's a train that does not stop. Uh, should I rephrase it as a horror train? Are you ready? Day 4, 31 Days of Dread, only on the Dream Warriors podcast. And tonight, I'm seeing Venom. But first, we're going to talk about the Devil's Candy. So let's go. Hey everyone, thanks for joining me. I'm Peter. Also known as AKA Pad. <laughs> I think I messed that up. It's Peter A. DeLuca, AKA Pad, another known as Peter A. DeLuca. That's where you can find me on just about every single social media network. For example, Snapchat, Twitter, website, AKA Pad. Uh, that would be AKAPad.com for the site. On Instagram, AKA Pad13, where I'm going through. You want you, you guys want to like know about something horrible, disgusting that is tough and grinding? It's I'm going through Inktober with a, a little bit of a tough theme uh, because I'm choosing uh, the Batman villains, the foes of the Dark Knight, uh, and I'm adding one villain per prompt per day. So I'm doing that, and, and I'm doing this. I'm working a nine to five. Uh, I'm seeing Venom tonight. It is nothing but busy. Uh, and sorry, I just had a drink. Uh, morning drink call. It's a uh, Red Bull from a mug. And if you're hearing a little bit of, of an echo, that's what I was just about to jump into. Is we're dealing with an echo because I'm talking to you from a complimentary apartment provided to me by the production of Seventeen Bridges. It's a major movie being shot right now in Philly. It stars uh, Ch- uh, Chadwick Boseman. Uh, Selena Miller, uh, J.K. Simmons, and I'm sure a few other people that I, I'm just forgetting right now. It's directed by uh, some Game of Thrones alumni, and uh, I, I'm pretty sure, sure uh, I met the uh, director yesterday. because So they're, they're shooting this giant Hollywood movie where I live. Uh, there's a hundred people inside and outside the building. It is all day, all night, endless. Uh, <laughs> it's and I find it very annoying because I got things to do because I'm a busy guy and these people are nothing but in my way but yeah so <laughs> so anyway um it's still it's still a little bit of fun but they they put me up in this room uh thank God it has good lighting thank God it's like it's very new it's very sleek uh very exciting to be here for a little bit and I, I'm I'm grateful that they got me a decent spot though. Uh, so th- this is where we're recording from. And yeah, so I'm sorry if the audio isn't as perfect. Uh, it's not to my liking, but it's it's somewhere. But anyway, uh, just give me one second. I need I need a little bit more of this Red Bull. So to get into the 31 Days of Dread, the 31 Days of Dread. There's one horror movie a day for the entire month of October in celebration of Halloween. Uh, it is now an annual theme uh, event. It's an annual event that we'll say by Dream Warriors podcast, uh, hosted and presented by yours truly. And yeah, so uh, it's it's a lot of fun. You know, the Thirty One Days of Dread is nothing but grinding because you. Um, like I, I went into it with ideas, with things I wanted to discuss. Uh, I, you know, this year, last year, I decided to do it um, practically on October first. This year, I had a good lead in 
and was able to stockpile some movies uh, through my notes and mentally uh, that I knew I wanted to to discuss or ones I knew I could discuss. And yeah, that's a little bit where we are now. Uh, we're talking about The Devil's Candy. It's available on Netflix. It's starring Ethan, uh, Ethan or Ethan and Embry. Ethan Embry. I, I, I'm saying everything twice this morning. So, <laughs> I don't know why. Uh, he, maybe his best known work is from Can't Hardly Wait. Uh, the, the, the teen angst uh, comedy drama. It's a dramedy. And it is a, that's one of my all-time favorite movies. Uh, I think that's one of the best high school movies. Uh, it obviously, it was made as like a, uh, a nod to um, John Hughes and uh, ev- everything regarding um, Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Uh, what's what's the one of that? Uh, the, the Breakfast Club. Total brain fart there. Pretty in pink. It goes on and on. Not really. I'm, I'm forgetting one more for his, um, for him. Oh, why can't I think of it? Oh, um, not, um, something special. Oh, I forget that one. What was that, um, uh, with Eric Stoltz? I'm forgetting that movie with Eric Stoltz. But, and uh, keep in mind, too, uh, during the time of Breakfast Club, there was nothing but movies just like Breakfast Club rolling into theaters. Uh, you know, even uh, with really good themes and sub like sub subject matters and and i'm pointing at you vision quest with matthew modine uh all the right moves with tom cruise like it goes it's long there so it's not it's not even that can't hardly wait uh was one of the first can't hardly wait was from a you know like a director and a writer that grew up watching those movies obviously and they were in a position uh our closest uh and newest entry into that um, into that genre, I would say, when it just comes to like angsty eighties driven ish uh, teen dramedies, would be the um, uh, I'm forgetting the uh, name of it. Uh, hold it up here. I'm, I'm gonna have to look it up real quick, everyone. I hate this. It stars Topher Grace. I may have seen it only one time, and oh jeez, he oh, I forgot he was in, in Interstellar. I am babbling here. Uh, so, IMDb kind of sucks sometimes because sometimes you just want to see the movies. Take me home tonight. That's uh, Take me home tonight came out in twenty eleven. That. That's like your most recent entry into the Breakfast Club line. And I, I back Take Me Home Tonight. It has a great cocaine scene. Uh, that's all you really need to, uh, to put into a movie from, from my perspective. If, if, if you have a solid cocaine scene, uh, sign, sign me up. <laughs> I'm ready to go. But yeah, so last, yesterday, last installment of the 31 Days of Dread. We did The Curse, starring Will Wheaton, who became uh, probably one of the best child performances uh, I've ever seen. Uh, him being so young, being able to carry that movie, uh, it's nothing less than phenomenal. But yeah, and uh, 
that movie was long on my list. Uh, that probably since I was a kid, I wanted to see that movie, and I was so happy to finally see it, and so terribly, terribly upset the just how much that movie didn't click. I'm kind of at at the same realm with Devil's Candy. There's a side of me that wants to kind of drill really like deep into it. But I don't know. I don't know like how far we can go into this movie. And the reason why I was so amped. And, and we have it. I would love to play the audio. But we're just not that organized on Dream, Dream Warriors. But Mark suggested this movie to me. Uh, he was very excited when he saw it. I remember him texting me to see this movie. Uh, he's, he's also very much about the uh, train to Busan. Uh, it's a South Korean zombie movie, which I'm just about done with zombie movies in general. But I, I he he gets very enthusiastic, and it is kinetic. Like he, when someone gets excited for a movie, and you kind of know that you have a similar taste, it is. It's just fun. It's fun to have that person amp you up, and and you go into something, and you kind of already have a, a an idea for. Them. Which, that's always the danger of expressing your opinions to people. Because it is, it, it, it clings to them, it, glue, it jumps and it, it sticks on them. So, for some reason, it just lined up. It lined up that I was ready to watch the movie. And to give you a little bit of insight, I do not like the 31 Days of Dread I pun intended. I think it's dreadful. Uh, watching horror movies at a high capacity, at a high clip, messes with your brain. It messes with your uh, reason. <laughs> it it kind of bums you out. And and some of the, some of the movies, uh, yeah, you know, I would say like it it, it kind of more or less messes with your subconscious because you, um. Like you kind of go if if you continuously if you continuously fed something, I feel like you um you take away from it. And the thirty one days of dread is taxing because it's hard for me to get excited to watch a a ton of horror movies. (laughs) To watch thirty one horror movies, uh, but everything lined up, and I was feeling good. I wanted to watch it. Uh, I was so excited when when I put it on, and look, the, the this this is another movie too. Like the the technical merits kind of outweigh its delivery, and that's the point. Like it, it it's always like a thumbs up or a thumbs down. It's it's a go or no go. Uh, I would more or less pitch this movie as a no go, and it, it's. It, I'm so curious about Mark's mindset on really why he was drawn to this movie. I really do think it's it's he identified with Ethan Embry's character more than anything uh, within the movie. I think he ignored some of the um, like almost like it, I don't, the movie's not tonally off. It's not inconsistent. It's not any of these other platitudes. The movie's just flat out not interesting. Like, period. And I know a lot of people have this point of view about, um, you know, movies like The House of the Devil, uh, The Babadook. uh, I've even heard similar things about Hereditary. 
and sometimes it it is bad reviews, it's bad ideas. Uh, that's the the internet review age that we're living in. It's it's kind of tough to get solid conversation, uh, non shill uh, takes on movies. It's it's really tough. Well, um, th- this movie delivers on everything, acting, uh, casting. Cinematography, tone, intent. Uh, throughout the movie too, it has these really cool like little vignettes, these little videos on like the devil. <laughs> and uh, to to get into the plot, should should we um, discuss the plot real quick? The plot's nothing too crazy. Uh, couple buy a house. The one guy's an artist, Ethan Embry, and. He starts doing a painting, and you kind of maybe have this idea that something happened in the house, and the devil's talking to him, and he can't do a painting without making it look weird. And then we have this other character who's the devil's the devil's talking to, and he wants the devil's candy, which is the soul of a child. And here we go. So it's a limited cast movie that, uh, and it boils up to this point where the house is burning. Ethan Embry needs to murder a guy with a guitar to save his daughter. And that's about it. Now, the movie has death, but none of the death is strictly uh, jarring, shocking. It doesn't stick with you. There's no bone tomahawk death in in this movie. I was expecting that. I was hoping, because you kind of want that from a horror movie. You want things to be, uh, you want things to stick with you. You do want to be shocked, okay? And look, I get it. It's harder and harder to do it, but hey, uh, be creative. Like, you know, get me shook. So how can the movie not work when, when all of the outside elements flow? It really comes to the hook, like the point of the movie and how we're getting there. Now, previously with The Curse, one of my criticisms was that it was hard to know where you were as an audience audience member as that movie crawled on. Meaning that you didn't know how to feel at certain times. This movie doesn't do that. Uh, you know you know how to feel every single scene. So it it strictly comes down to how we're weaving like weaving the take of the devil this time. Weaving the mythology. Uh, doubt that we're casting, meaning, uh, you know, like, is this stuff really happening? Is it in the heads of the characters? Is it, you know, like, a, maybe like a little bit, little Rosemary's Baby. Uh, and those are the takes. Those are the hooks that I'm talking about. You you have to go in as a, you know, as a creative entity and say, look, uh, we have a hook for the devil. We have a hook for how this guy's possessed. Uh, or he, he's going to be acting this certain way, doing these certain things for these reasons. Uh, we have Ethan Embry. He's going to get possessed and his, his, uh, his work, his livelihood, his, his, his contracts, his, his clients are all going to be at risk. And, and, and they're going to deal with it this way and, and he's going to... Like, you know, he's going to be self-aware and he's going to try and fight it and, and he's going to be compelled to paint.
faint and then he's not going to be and then he's going to be up all night and not eating and there's there's all these things and some of those things they portrayed but again it doesn't swing for the fences it doesn't commit to its its bit and it it it, it could be a little bit tougher it could be a little bit tougher in the red zone it could punch that ball into six points come on let's go team and that that to me that was uh what took me out of it i i just strictly was not interested in this movie by any means there was no desire for me to watch it again i do clap i do clap for ethan Embry's amazing physique in this movie uh if he doesn't earn a, a higher role, I mean the movie already is has been out for a while. I don't know did I don't know if he retired from acting or not. I thought he did, but I don't know how he's not in more visually uh, driven movies after this. I mean uh, with that, like he he did a Ryan Reynolds turnaround that no one discussed, and he deserves all the accolade for it. I mean put him in a superhero movie, put put him in something that's. You know, I would say body driven. That's model driven because he, he's hundred percent there. And you know, uh, the way that he's like shredded up, bulk him up. You know, because he still has a little bit of a of a of a big head syndrome. But <laughs> yeah, and it's it, it just sucks because uh, I was so convinced this movie was going to connect with me that uh, this would be one of those. Like kind of lower budget, but lo- I like low cast. I like horror movies that only have a few characters. Like it's it's a big concept. It has a good hook. It's a few characters, and then like we're off to to the races. Uh, those that's your very simpler like triangle, your pyramid, so to speak, of producing good horror. Okay, you need a good concept, a good hook, and limited characters A, B, and C. So, but yeah. Uh, like I, I got, I, I just have to say it. I need to rewatch this movie though, and to sit down with Mark and discuss it. I'm sorry. Uh, it, maybe. Uh, and and oh, and side note, Mark is back in the picture. Uh, he texted me earlier today. I love waking up and get a series of morning texts from anyone, from, even if it's uh, like I even like it more when it's multiple people. But kind of things to do, things to get to. And he's requesting that we potentially sit down this weekend. So I'm going to try and make that happen, 100%. So we might do, I'm getting this idea as I'm talking to you, but (laughs) what if we did a Devil's Candy retro, like we're already going to retro the review or re-review, so to speak, shout out to Red Letter Media, uh, and I'm going to maybe watch this movie again. Maybe have him watch it. Maybe we'll watch it together. And then we're going to sit down and, and discuss this movie. One being pro and one being against. Uh, you know, like, that's the long-form nuance. That's the long-form conversation that I really f- feel like makes Dream Warriors as unique as it is. Because, like, who really does that? Who who really drills that deep into the, the, the devil's candy? Uh, I will say, look, uh, Sean Bryan... He's the uh, director. Uh, he's he made another movie that supposedly was good, but he's only made about two movies. Uh, the guy is talented. He knows how to put together a production. Uh, he definitely knows how to shoot. Uh, it's it's hard to take that away from him. He is a very uh, skilled atmospheric director, meaning that every frame 
looks like a painting you can take any frame from this movie and hang it on your wall okay with exception okay i gotta say it with that because someone someone out there would be like but you said it's like yes there's a little bit of gravitas to my tone right now if you weren't able to pick that up uh I think I'm just going to jump ship. We're going to call it a day. Uh, if you go to akapad.com, you, you can find ways to support me through Etsy, through my Patreon. Uh, support original content. Support what I'm doing here because it does help. Uh, there's there's all kinds of expenses even when, you, you know, when you're doing this on, uh, on the level that I'm doing it. But hey, I love you all. And uh, if you guys can... If you guys can do me one favor, uh, drink a, just have a random energy drink today. I know people tell you they're bad for you, but it's good to have a reason to drink an energy drink. And the reason is because that means you're doing things and you, you, you're being productive and you don't have to sleep. So be productive, stay up and do work. Don't sleep the hell with the balance and rock and roll. Let's be productive and do amazing things. I love you, everyone. Have a great day, and thank you for tuning in. Boom, 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 boom. Hey, okay, we're back. We're here. Well, wasn't that cute? Hey, everyone out there, you, thanks for joining me. Uh, should we just go through a little bit of introduction, let you know uh, who I am and what we're doing? Sure. All right, y'all. Thanks for joining in. Uh, I'm Peter. I am your your Dream Warriors host. I'm your horror movie guide uh, for the 31 Days of Dread. 